content warning that we're going to be talking about in this episode. Anxiety, depression. That's about it, I think. Panic attacks. Panic attacks. Panic attacks. Um, Again, reach out to resources if you need to. So there I was. (laughs) In the basement of noise. It was pitch black. And I was just sobbing. Oh, no. (laughs) I was just sitting on the floor and sobbing. (laughs) It was, like, it was so bad. I was there for so long that the (laughs) lights turned off. So I was just, like, flailing my arms around trying to get the, like, motion detectors to, like, sense that I was still there. Oh, my God. (laughs) How did that happen? Uh, So I was studying with one of my friends, uh, and I had this massive essay to write. And I was just freaking out. And I just realized that I was spending so much energy on not crying that I needed to, that I just wasn't focusing anymore. And so I needed to just like take a minute and just go and cry. Hmm. Trying not to cry takes a lot of effort. I know. And then I I like, when I'm doing that, I literally cannot do anything else other than not cry. (laughs) because you were just like this is it and like (laughs) went to the basement yep yep that bathroom is nice i know that's my so serene i know that's my crying bathroom that's not the that's not the only time i've done that (laughs) yeah no i go there too yeah it's a good bathroom bathroom. (laughs) one time i like passed someone while i was going there to cry and they were leaving from crying (laughs) and we had like a little like nod of like (laughs) we both we both knew what was going on it's an art it's a good it's a good bathroom. Yeah. And it's an art. It's an art of the 10 second cry. Yeah. It's not always 10 seconds though. Yeah. It definitely takes longer. It could be 10 seconds. True. It could be. Some people are quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. I am a 12 year old boy, I guess. So am I, apparently. Oh my God. It was the eye contact. It was the eye contact. Can we leave that in? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> So, it sounds like you're a proponent of, like, damage control cry sessions. Oh, yeah, totally. I think, at least for me, it's not it's not always going to be the case, but I feel like when I'm getting to the point where I'm no longer productive because I'm, and, you know, too anxious, mm-hmm. I feel like for me it becomes a lot more beneficial to go and, like, have a moment where just I feel the things. I right. feel all the things that I need to feel, have a good cry or whatever it is I need to do, and then get back. And then that tends to make it less likely for me to actually have, like, a full-blown panic attack later. Yeah, definitely. No, I totally agree with that. Because, like, when you allow your anxiety – well, not allow. Like, right. you can control it. <laughs> yeah. But when you, like, have your anxiety level go up and up and up and then – it's kind of just like hanging out at a high level, like right. the potential for spikes mm-hmm. um, increases a lot right. for me. <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So so in this episode, if you couldn't tell, we're going to talk about taking time yeah. out of your hectic, hectic life right. and our hectic, hectic lives for something that people shouldn't have to deal with, that we would ideally not like to deal with, but it's here anyway. And you have Just to. camps out. Yep. So, Nicole, if you're super busy, like, how do you, how does that make you feel when you have episodes of anxiety or depression? Yeah, I always feel like, at least for me, it's kind of just like, God damn it, I don't have time for this right now. Yeah. Like, I don't want to Like, you feel it coming and you're like, fuck you. Yeah. God damn it. Like, Like, now, seriously? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I don't know. Do you, you, it seems like you had Oh, God, yeah. Like, 
I'll be like running to a meeting and already be late and then yeah. I'll like feel it creeping in. It's like, this is literally the worst time you could be here. Like get the fuck out. But then right. it just like doesn't leave. And it took me like a really long time to be able to acknowledge that like, oh shit, like this is coming. And like, mm-hmm. what can I do to deal with that? Right. Because I know it's there and there's not a whole lot I can do to kind of like circumnavigate the situation right. most of the time. So you kind of just got to gotta ride the dragon yeah but so what do you do in those situations where you're you know running to a meeting and you're like well this is about to happen like what do you like what's your mode of dealing with that well okay I guess like when you're like in like new student orientation and everyone's like your mental health comes before everything else right like in that (laughs) voice exactly Mm -hmm. and like your mental health comes before everything else like you should never take all-nighters like you should like if you need to like take a day and Mm -hmm. not go to and like I don't know I'm very much a perfectionist like yeah I had to have surgery last weekend and you had to stop me from going to class. Right, exactly. Because I wanted to go to class like two days afterwards. Yeah. And yeah, so like the idea of like, oh, I'm having a depressive episode, like I'm going to skip class seemed like really not like something I wanted to do or like would ever let myself do. And it was very much like personal weakness if I had to take any time Time like away from that, even if it was just a little bit, because that was very inconceivable to me. And I know it sounds super cliche, but like at least in my experience, like that really is true. And like if you are depressed, anxious, like you're not going to perform well in that meeting anyway. So normally I'll just do a like, oh shit, sorry, I'm running late message. Mm-hmm. Take a second, go lay on a bench somewhere, mm-hmm. go find the bathroom in the basement of noise. Right. Take that second, and then I end up doing better. Yeah. And obviously, I ignore that a lot of the time. Right. And then I go, and then I have to leave the meeting, or I cry in the meeting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cry in the meeting? Also happens, no, that's happened to me. It happened, it happened with my boss. No. First year. It happened with your advisor. Really? <laughs> yeah. In the room and he was just like put his hand on my shoulder and oh. was like, you're going to be okay. And oh. I was like, I'm not. And then like left. <laughs> and it was okay. But he's a cool guy. Yeah. So it was, it was fine. He's great. He's amazing. Yeah. But anyway, so like it tried the push through. Right. Did not work. Yeah. And but. also I something that you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but kind of reminded me of something of like. You know, people are always saying, like, oh, your mental health comes first. Like, if you need to take time off, take time yeah. off. But also, at least, like, for me, the prospect of taking time off is nice in theory, but then that also freaks me out because I'm like, but I have so many things that I need to yeah. be doing. And now I'm just going to be even more, like, anxious because I have yeah, exactly. all these things that I should be doing that I'm ignoring, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, like, you're not actually ignoring them. You're right. making yourself more efficient at doing those things. Right. But it's irritating because you see, like, other people who don't have to do that necessarily. And, like, everyone has those moments where they right. need to take that step back. But, mm-hmm. like, for us, since we have, like, chronic mental illness, mm-hmm. that happens on a higher frequency than I think it does for, like, people with other experiences. Right. And so it's kind of just irritating to be like, fuck, I have to deal with this. I'm like, wow, it actually, like, is an illness. Right. Or, like, also, because sometimes, like, I mean, it's not always the case, but, like, sometimes panic attacks just take a long time. Yeah. Seriously. And they take forever to bounce back from. Right. And it's just super irritating because you're sitting there like, God, I have so much to do, but, like, also I can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, right now, really. Cool. So, it sounds like we both have kind of figured out through trial and error that, like, taking a second 
is, like, kind of the best way to deal with that. Yeah. But I guess, like, it's kind of, like, realizing when that's about to happen and when you need to, like, utilize that 10-second or 10-minute or hour-long, like, mm-hmm. moment of, like, shit, 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 and then, like, get back to your work right. um, is kind of weird, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. It's very hard It to takes do. a lot of practice. Yeah. For, for sure. sure. At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I had <laughs> so my favorite my favorite instance of yeah. like having or one of my favorite instances of having like a friend be there for me when I was like having a really shitty time. I think yeah. I told you this story. Right. Um so I was like studying and just like something kind of shitty happened in my personal life and I was kind of like starting to realize that I was probably gonna end up having a panic attack. And so mm-hmm. sometimes the panic attacks just come out of nowhere, but a lot of times like they're kind of related to something that I latch onto and spiral off of. So this is one of those instances. And so I wasn't too far from my dorm room. And so I, like, run back to my dorm room um, and, like, throw open the door, like, holding back tears, realize I'm about to start sobbing. And so there's, like, roommate, my favorite, like, wonderful, wonderful roommate, one of my great, great friends, and her boyfriend are, like, cuddling on her bed and, like, clearly having, like, a really nice moment, and here I am standing in the doorway, see what's happening, but, like, also just, like, I'm finally in my room, can't hold on any longer, I just burst into tears, and so my my roommate's boyfriend kind of realizes what's going on pretty quickly. My roommate just goes, like, go outside. And so he just kind of like quickly like gets up and like briskly like walks around me and just goes outside and my roommate comes up and gives me a hug and like sits there with me for like 10 to 15 minutes and then like I'm leaving because I of course I'm going back to go keep studying right and um and I just walk outside and her boyfriend's just sitting on the stairs outside our room and I was like shit I made him wait there but like also he handled it well I think my roommate handled it really well she's a lovely lovely person and like was has always been a great supporter of me having those moments which I appreciate um but yeah that was kind of an instance where I was like this needs to happen now and the place I want to be is in my comforter right exactly so it's awesome though that you were able to get there in time yeah that's hard to do yeah to get to an appropriate place oh gosh yeah because sometimes I don't get to an appropriate place yes Definitely. Or like I'll be in the hallway and passing people and just see them look very confused as I'm like, <laughs> like I don't know. Oh, it's weird. But yeah, so I think like, I don't know, we've both kind of talked about like taking a moment right. in the moment right. when you feel you need it and you feel it coming and you know you can't like do anything to kind of get out of it, like reaching that point. Mm-hmm knowing that like yes although it's really irritating you're gonna have to stop whatever you're doing to go deal with that like Mm -hmm. in the long run like my panic attacks can last like upwards of 30 minutes and like the bad part and then like I have a depressive phase for like several hours to like up to like a day or two after that and so like that's going to be far more destructive to my productivity than kind of just like taking like a half an hour to go calm down a little bit yeah. Or just, like, work out, like, briefly, whatever is kind of getting, like, doing that and doing something relaxing for, like, half an hour has huge impacts for my productivity later. Right. And I guess it took me forever to realize that because I was like, no, I'll just, like, keep working. And, like, once I get this done, I won't feel as anxious. But, like, of course, your anxiety isn't 
it doesn't make sense like that. Yeah, it, it's it not like directly related to what you have to do. It's right. like already there, and like right. that stressor is just bringing it out more. Right, exactly. So. And it's so it's so hard because it's like I don't know. At least for me, it's so part of the reason that I'm so anxious a lot of the time is I have so much so many things that I need to do mm-hmm. and then taking a second away from that is like the last thing that I ever yeah. want to do like I don't have just free time like right. during my day floating around for me to do that like right. you have to carve that out exactly and that's yeah. really really hard to do yeah and really scary because you know you have to do that occasionally so Nicole yeah. Theoretical situation. Okay. That's not so theoretical because okay. I know this has happened to you. <laughs> yes. You are realizing that this moment is happening. Oh, yeah. I ran back to my dorm. You ran to the basement. Right. Where are spaces that you normally like to go? Honestly, because I spend my entire life in noise and yeah. I'm never not in noise, most of the times it's in that yeah. basement. And just because bathroom. we're going to kid ourselves and pretend that people that aren't our friends are listening to yes. this, <laughs> that's our academic science building. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, but so for me, a lot of the times it's that bathroom because mm-hmm. it's a super, I don't know, for me, because I don't want to cry in front of everyone or yeah. like freak out, be freaking out in front of like my friends. Try to minimize those situations. Right, exactly. And so for me, I try to find the most secluded place that I can and a quiet place too because sometimes like a lot of noise is just like too much mm-hmm. going on that I can handle. Yeah. And I find that no one is ever in that basement because it's kind of creepy. And no one's ever in that bathroom ever because no one's in the basement ever. And so that's kind of my ideal spot, although the floor is not very comfortable. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. It is not very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like closed spaces where I feel I, I can get claustrophobic sometimes mm-hmm. and like closed spaces like inside or um, like it's hard for me to go to like a bathroom stall or something because it feels kind yeah. of enclosing. So like a whole bathroom to yourself is great. Exactly. But for me, I tend to go outside. Mm-hmm. Like I remember <laughs> one instance when I had a panic attack next to a radiator outside yeah. of somewhere yeah. because I literally was just like, I can't. And like, <laughs> like yeah, it was like on the ground, oh, no. and you were like there with me and like trying to be like, it's okay. She's not like having a heart attack. Yeah. We just need to wait it out. So like I tend to like beeline to like the outdoors also you can sob and nobody can hear it over the wind (laughs) depends how windy it is i guess i mean we're in iowa though that's true it's pretty windy here yeah but so yeah anywhere else you Um, like dorm room yeah basement outside dorm room all the i mean all the time not all the i don't want to say all the time but like you know like i think obviously the most private we're in college and the most private space that we have is essentially our dorm rooms yeah and you know sometimes that can be really difficult because what if you share a room with someone and that was kind of like with your story with our our friend um yeah and she had to be on the same page for that to work and she was but like talking to someone about that can be hard but like you're lucky that like you have Yes. You had her. Yeah. Right, you know? Yeah. And that was really like a really good situation. Oh, on the Iowa note, cornfields are great. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait. I, yes. No, I, I, so I have a bike. Yeah. And so like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. <laughs> one of the most helpful things for me when I'm having a particularly bad moment is to like bike straight the fuck out yeah. <laughs> into the corn. You don't have to go very far. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Yeah. And, like, you can yell and you can cry and nobody can hear you, which yeah. also makes me think I might get murdered. True. But True. Valid. it's nice for crying. So something that I kind of do, not I don't, like, bike out, but something that I do when I'm home is I'll just drive. 
and, like, go somewhere else. And, like, I don't even really go far ever. Yeah. Like, I just need to, like, not be in that space. And that also can be a really good thing, at least for me, of, like, getting out of, Mm -hmm. like, a situation because then it kind of helps me, like, get out of the anxious space, you know? Like, there are some rooms that I don't like to study in anymore in Noyce because, like, I had a really bad panic attack in there and I was like, I can't be in there. Going off campus for me sometimes is even enough, like... If I'm having a really bad moment, I'll just go to, like, the local coffee shop downtown mm-hmm. and, like, reminding myself that there are, like, other people and things right. in the world. Things exist. That are there. Like, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. My favorite place. Not favorite place. A great place that I cried. Strength and bond. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that I'll have probably forever. Right. Now. So, okay. So, something, like, shitty happened. As it, as as it, it always, does. It always starts like that. Right. Something shitty happened. And I, I miss class. This was one of those instances where I miss class. I was crying in the back of the library. Mm-hmm. Great spot, by mm-hmm. the way. And so I was like, okay, I'm good. I like I clean myself up. My face was like a relatively normal color. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, and so I go down to the hallway where all the professors' offices are, and I go to find my professor um, from the class I just missed mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I'm sorry, like something happened, but like I'm gonna make up the notes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I step into the doorway of his office and start talking and was like, hey, like something happened, and just. I don't know, it came back, like, right at that moment, and he being sometimes a socially awkward person, but a generally observant person, notices right away, and is like, do you want to come in for a second? And I was like, yeah, and he just, like, invites me inside, I sit in a chair in the corner of his office, he closes his door, goes back to work on his computer, and I just cried in his office for probably five minutes, he didn't say anything, just, the only thing he did was, like, reach across the desk and grab a tissue and was like, if you need anything, like, I'm here, I'm just gonna work, stay here as long as you want, and so I just cried in the corner of his office. He's currently my boss. That's amazing. That's great. He's That's a wonderful, such an amazing story. Wonderful human being. Right. But don't rule out professors' offices. Right. Especially if they're as cool as this professor <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. And like, what an amazing experience to have someone that doesn't even have to ask or just like knows that sometimes you just need, you need yeah. that five I minutes. I don't think he knew me that well, but right. I guess it was just, well, I'm not like the most discreet. <laughs> Higher in the world. I guess not. I also, I'm super pale, so <laughs> my skin gets bright red. Oh, no. And so it's very hard to hide. Right. But I don't know. It, it's been a journey right. to, like, find the spaces that I feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. in to do that. Right. But that was one that yeah. I didn't think existed. But now but does. It does. I haven't cried there since. That's, but you know. But it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know now. But I know I could. You could. Yeah. 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 So I don't know about you, but as someone with like multiple dimensions, fun colors of mental health going on, (laughs) um, I always have this thing where if I'm like depressed, I get anxious about being depressed because Mm -hmm. I know it will keep me from doing my work. Right. And like, I think that's one of the most key moments for me to like take a step back and kind of address that Mm -hmm. um, before I try to go do anything else. Right. And I think like that's one of the reasons that, like, anxiety and depression tend to, like, pair so well together. Yeah, they they pair. Yeah, it's very rare that, like, someone is diagnosed with, like, one One. and not both of them. Right. Because they tend to be so interwoven. Right, exactly. They're 
They're friends. They're friends. They hold hands a lot. Cackle. Yeah. Together. (laughs) As they just, like... Yeah, I personify my illnesses though. So. Yeah, no, it, I think it helps. I think yeah, that, no, I do that totally too. Helps. I think it helps a lot. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. I've been super fortunate to not have like a super like difficult instance in like watching them like marry together very beautifully <laughs> and like that would like super restrict me but it has in the past you know like kind of like what you're saying of like you have a panic attack and then you kind of have this like rebound of like into depression Mm -hmm. I kind of I have something similar but like I also feel like my I I feel like in general like the more prevalent thing for me is depression and then it's like the anxiety Mm. like kicks in due to like the I can't do work because I like, you know, like I'm, I'm too focused on like feeling these things that I feel like I can't yeah. be productive. It's an oscillation yeah. between the two for me. For yeah. Sure. But God, it's the weirdest feeling when you're like super depressed and that is like the low, like mm-hmm. heavy feeling. But then anxiety is like the, it oh my gosh, I'm about to die feeling. Yeah. And when you're feeling both of them at once, you're just like, what the fuck is happening right yeah. now? Like my body cannot decide what it wants to do. I have right. all this adrenaline, but I can't move. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, side note. But anyway, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the most important times to like kind of get ahead of the curve. Right. There. Like not that it will solve anything long term. These are all super short. Yeah, these are all just like short term things. things. Right. They do make at least I don't know. I think I'm pretty high functioning. Yeah. I I would say I would say you are. Yeah. I think you are too. Yeah. I think we both are. Most people don't like know immediately. Yeah. And it's, but like also that's taken years for me and I'm sure it has for you too. Like, it's not like I, like this happened. I was like immediately like, oh yes, I know how to like cope with this. Yeah. No, I definitely have like periods or like have had periods where I'm very Mm non-functional, but like for the most part, I go about my day-to-day life. Right. And, but like, that's why these like little breaks are like so essential for kind of having that. Right. And even like, even if... I think, and you're so right, like, step one has got to be, like, recognize. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Because if you don't recognize, like, you can't get to the point where you're, and, like, it's not always going to work of, like, I'm going to go cry for ten minutes and then everything's going to be dandy. Like, that's not always going to be the case. Oh, yeah, no. But, like, being able to, like, give yourself the opportunity to try that mm-hmm. is, like, Yeah. And if you don't monumental. do anything, it's, like, you're, you're going to have a panic attack or something, like, it's just going to keep getting worse right. unless you can take that step. I think not always the case. Yeah. For me, though, at least. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, so I guess, like, the biggest long-term component of this, for me at least, has been, like, I always have this feeling that, like, I'm supposed to be going to therapy, but mm-hmm. I'm just way too busy. Right. And, like, that prevents me from going. And, like, going to therapy regularly is kind of another instance of, like, periodically taking steps back to kind of anticipate what you know is gonna come right so I don't know does it happen for you ever yeah I think well so I'm not in therapy right now slash really have never been for a multitude of reasons but that's honestly one of the biggest reasons and I know it's not a good reason I don't recommend yeah. it at all like well, I think I've, I've people left, should do it I've left therapy sessions like more stressed because I was like right. I took an hour and like I know it will help me in the long run right but in the moment I'm just like god damn it I'm so busy yeah exactly and so like that's one of the reasons one of the reasons that I don't go because I'm like I don't have the time to do this right now like I know I know that in theory like it should be better for me in the long run but taking away like an even an hour is just like something that's terrifying and in the moment it can feel really unproductive yeah because you're like and when you're crying in the basin in the bathroom like that feels unproductive exactly it is productive right I'm like 
that's a hard and it's hard to it's hard to yeah yeah, it's hard to recognize that and like again like we are humans and we're not perfect so like this is a situation in which I'm definitely not doing the right thing you know and like I tell people like oh you should like try going to like therapy and like try doing this and like go talk to someone right and like I yeah and like I need to be better about like listening to my own advice but like oh yeah I'll get there yeah I'll get there eventually I believe in you (laughs) thank you Well, you know what we also are? What? We're Nicole and Jill, and we're in partial remission.